Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to this episode of Sunday Messages. We are talking about perfectionism today. Something came up with a client and I was like, oh my god, we need to talk about this. So I am bringing it to you here. And I know that this is a very relevant topic for a lot of people. So I hope you find this helpful. Of course, if you think there is anyone in your life who could benefit from hearing this, please send it to them. I know that this is kind of a crippling issue for a lot of people, and I hope I can shed some light on perfectionism for you today, and also how I personally see this within myself, and maybe it can give you a fresh take. And who knows, maybe your entire perspective on perfectionism will shift. So let me start with why this even popped up on my radar. So I was sitting with a client and at some point during the session, she looked at me and told me, well, I think you have everything together and I think you just execute everything perfectly. And this completely blew my mind on all levels because first of all, I've been very transparent about my shadow. Over the years of doing this podcast, it's like, I I know what my shadow is. I know where it likes to pop up. I'm very familiar with myself. And because I'm really familiar with myself and I understand myself, it makes it easier for me to relax within myself. I'm not afraid of my scary bits. But to me, when someone says you're perfect, what I think that implies a lot of the time is One, the absence of shadow, which cannot exist. So if you're perceiving someone and you think they don't have a shadow, they're putting on a show. If they are leading you to believe that they don't have a shadow, they're a fucking liar. And if you are just interpreting them as not having a shadow, that's a distortion from your perception. Okay, because we all have it. We are all plugged into a collective shadow. So these shadow dimensions can flow through each and every one of us. Everyone has that potential and different shadow elements do move through people, right? So this is not something to be afraid of. This is just something that comes with your human body. This is something that comes with the collective consciousness, so on and so forth. The thought forms that have been on the planet for a long time. But what I realized was actually happening is my client was interpreting me as perfect. Okay, that's her interpretation. She's looking at me and then having that experience as she's digesting my presence, let's say, or my content or whatever. What's actually happening, though, is she's seeing different things but misunderstanding them, misinterpreting them. So what is actually being seen is not perfection, but being practiced. So how I work with my emotional body, how I communicate, how I hold myself, how I navigate different things, how I'm gentle with myself when I'm having a bad day, how I'm not making any decisions when I'm emotional or triggered, that's being practiced. That's being embodied in my work. That's years and years and years of applying myself. That's not perfection. It is practice. The second piece that I believe she was actually picking up on was I'm not hard on myself when I'm having a bad day. 
the way that I soothe myself, granted this skill took me years to develop, okay? I'm going to do a whole other podcast episode on self-talk, but that's a whole other monster, okay? Because there was a long time when I was extremely hard on myself, very, very punishing. The stories that I would tell myself about God not loving me and withholding things from me, there was a lot. There was a lot going on with my inner dialogue, But the gift that came from that was it pushed me to focus a lot of my attention and put my intentionality on my inner dialogue, which has changed how I dwell within myself. So once again, it's not, I am perfect, I am without flaw, (laughs) right? That's not what's happening here. It's just that when I'm having human experiences I am able to meet myself with more tenderness than I ever have before. So the ideal piece is that you're able to be human, but meet that human aspect of yourself with the God aspect of yourself and be tender and gentle and unconditionally loving. Because that unconditional love is what we perceive as God's perfection. So the more that I'm meeting myself with what we're calling God's love, which is actually a frequency the more you're going to feel that from me. So now all of a sudden it's like I'm this ball of humanity meets divine compassion (laughs) and that feels pretty good to be around. But it's not, it's not perfection. It's just being loving. That's all that's happening here is I'm just loving up on myself and loving my human. The third thing that I believe my client was actually interpreting. And it the, all of these dropped in specifically for this podcast episode because I've been marinating on this for several days now. But the last thing that I think gives people this impression is that I am not afraid of myself. So I'm not afraid of my shadow. I'm very comfortable with my shadow, which means I'm not afraid of the conflicts that come up in my life and the shit that comes up in my business. And not only am I not afraid, but I'm not condemning it either. So if you're condemning the human aspects that are coming up, you're just going to have this uneasiness within you. You're going to feel like a lot is going wrong. But if you can get comfortable with the human aspect, so the human aspect is what we perceive as being imperfect. It's not like, okay, let me let me break this down into two pieces. So when people are saying perfection, a lot of the time they mean without flaw. And from a God perspective, that's true. From a divine perspective, everything is perfect. Everyone is perfect. Everything is going as it should, right? But when we're looking at it from the human angle of there are things that I want to improve, there's things I want to change, the perfection implies completion, which can't be. I don't think I've ever said this out loud on a podcast. But I'm sure many of you have been in my classes, been in my master classes, you've listened to these podcasts. Please understand that I walk away from all of these creations knowing there's more. Every single time. I get done with a master class and I'm like, I could have done that different. I could have changed that. I could have included this story. I could have modified this. I could have, could have, could have. There's a lot of that. Usually after I get done with a masterclass or 
something where I'm giving a lecture, there's all of this criticism that kicks in and new things are created as a result. So once again, we have two different perspectives. From the human perspective, it could be perceived under the tone of that's not good enough. So this is where it touches the wound of it's not good enough, it's never going to be good enough, you're unworthy of this, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, I don't have any medicine for that really. It's just I let Jessica say what she has to say. I let her do her audit of what I've just created and then I step into more and I step into better and it's just constant refinement. So other people on the outside are probably saying, oh my God, that was perfection, but you're not experiencing all of the things that I didn't include in the program or that I didn't say or the stories that I didn't share when I was giving a lecture. So my ego is going to interpret that it's not perfect and my soul is going to say, well, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be perfect on a human level because you want to do more. You want to create more. You want to step into more. There's all of this stuff that has grown as a result. So this is a practice of not condemning the things that your ego perceives as not being perfect. Because once again, the human version is perfection is complete, which it will not be. Now on a soul level, so think on a God level, the fact that I'm having a human experience that is imperfect is the divine order of things. Therefore, it's divinely perfect. So this is the two different portions of perfection that I just want to make really clear for all of you. When someone is referring to divine perfection, they're speaking to the nature of your experience. The divine order of things, the ebb and the flow, the contrast, the shadow and the light, all of that is divinely perfect. This is how the system was designed, okay? That's different. The natural order is different from the human, distorted, ego-based perfect. Because the completion, no way. We don't want completion. Not in the way that the ego perceives, And so the ironic thing in all of this is that imperfection keeps you going. If you executed everything perfectly, you would have nothing to work on. You would have nothing to calibrate to or step into. And this applies to every single area of your life. If you have a business, you don't want it to be executed perfectly because you're never going to expand into more as a result if everything is perfect. If everything in your relationship is absolutely perfect and nothing, there's not even a fleck of anything that you would like to shift into, then you're going to experience the relationship as being stale. That's how people get bored, right? Or if, you, if you're an artist or a dancer and that you're practicing a craft or you're practicing something, well, if everything was already perfect and complete, what would be the point in practicing? Isn't there pleasure and fun in the practicing that you're doing? 
in refining your skills and discovering new things and ways that your muscles move and ways that you hold yourself in different postures that you experience or different colors that you are able to find on your palate. Like, isn't that what you're doing all of this for? Isn't the refinement and the imperfection shifting into better and better and better and better? Isn't that the fun part? One of the things that I think is a superpower of mine in this life is my ability to not dwell and just fucking move on. Even though I experience things like self-criticism and self-judgment and all of these other fun, wonderful human things. I don't stay there. It's not like, you know, I criticize myself and then I just repeat the story again and again and again. It's just like, okay, got it. Move on and execute it better. Do it again. Do it again. Do it better. Do it better. Change it next time. Do it differently next time. Like trial and error and letting yourself experience the trial and the error is how you master things. So my personal experience is I don't care about executing it perfectly. I want to be really, really exceptional at what I do. That matters more to me. So I love my greatness and being able to experience my greatness So the thing is, perfection and greatness, not the same thing. They're just not. You can't have perfection and greatness dwelling in the same arena. Again, divine perfection, yes. Human perfection, no. The distorted human perception, no. So the funny thing about humans who get really wrapped up in perfectionism is that all of the goods and the shiny bits and the treasure that perfectionists want come from dancing with your own imperfection. That's where it all comes from. The only reason why I feel so, so, so confident in what I do and how I do it and what I show up for is because I get on the horse again and 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 again. And when I meet my failure, I take the wisdom, I stick it in my pocket, and I go at it again. That's all you can do. Really, anything else is pretty much a waste of your energy. You can self-audit. That's true. I'm, I'm a big fan because I like refinement. I like getting better. I like improvements. I like better and better and better. But if you stay in this bubble of, okay, now it needs to be perfect, you're not a perfectionist. You're in paralysis. So this is the big key for so many people who are experiencing perfectionism is no, you're not a perfectionist, you're insecure and in paralysis. So there is something, and it it really doesn't matter, I don't think that it needs to be unpacked or psychoanalyzed because it's just bullshit. So there's, in my opinion, in my opinion, there doesn't need to be any processing around this. It's just understanding that the part of you that is saying it needs to be perfect and if it's not blah, 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 and I'm unworthy, this, that, and the other thing, whatever mommy told you or led you to believe is a crock of shit. It's not more complicated than that. This is about understanding that the thought form that you keep interacting with is lying to you and that's it. 
It's not the ultimate truth. So it's safe for you to ignore the thought. Acknowledge, but don't let it sit in the driver's seat. That's what I mean by ignore. Because the thought form for someone who's in perfectionism, whose self-worth is wrapped up in perfection, which doesn't exist except on a divine level, I'm going to keep reminding you of this. Failure or attempting something that doesn't go 100% well ends up being perceived by your body and mind as a severe threat when it's not. It's not a serious threat. It's not going to kill you. Your your family is not going to abandon you if you're not doing something perfectly. And so you just have to continually call out the bullshit thoughts that like to peek their head out from around the corner from time to time. And you can imagine them that way. Imagine there's just this corner and they're popping their head out and making a comment. It's like, really? Is that what you're going to base your life on? I don't recommend it. Right? Like, I... I hear the critic. I hear the criticism of myself. However, I'm not, I'm not bending over backwards to appease my inner critic. I just understand it has some feedback. Okay, thank you. Peace be with you. Get out of here. Move on. Now take the feedback and go apply it. Go try again. Get on the horse again. Go do it again. Go do it again. I I will stand by this. All of the goods that you want are in the trial and error process. That's where the magic happens. That's where you experience mastery. So the sooner that you can accept that error, failure, and mastery are friends. They play with each other all the time. They hang out. They're buddies. They're clustered together. It's going to make you more comfortable. The failure and the the trial and error process, experimentation is not going to feel so devastating. So I promise all of you, your mommy and daddy are liars. It's not worth it to listen to them. Mastery is way cooler than shit your mom said. I'm sure many of them mean well. This has nothing to do with who they are or their big hearts. But just to be conscious, if you have wounded parents who are applying a lot of pressure on you to be perfect... Right. Or if they had these ridiculous standards that you kept trying to meet and failed every time or that if they always had endless criticism to feed you. Right. Take the criticism, but don't stop doing what you're doing. Don't get so obsessed with criticism and fixated on criticism that it paralyzes you. It's just thank you. I have more to work on. Now go do it. That's how the flow should actually work for you. Okay, criticism, self-audit, fantastic. Now go apply it because that is where all of the magic happens. It's like with the scientific method, the very last stage of the scientific method is where you audit yourself. You ask yourself, what didn't work? What were the confound variables? What are the pieces that we need to adjust? What could have interfered with the data? What are all the pieces we need to consider? And then we do it again. And we make these refinements and we try again. Or we examine a different angle. All of that matters. So understand things get better and better and better. Yes, with with criticism, for sure. With the lens of wanting things to improve. But understand that is not the same thing as perfectionism. The last and final thing that I want to mention here, kind of bringing this back full circle, is that with social media particularly, 
It's easy to believe that based on a 15 second snapshot on Instagram or, you know, the highlight reel, it is really easy to have that distort your perception and for you to compare to yourself. Yes, yes, yes. I completely understand that. And at the same time, I also don't think that constantly airing out dirty laundry on social media is the vibe either. I don't I don't think that people need to publicly process everything. I I just don't think that that's the right move either in the extreme. And so, yeah, the highlight reels endlessly and painting a perfect life, that's also not a good move, but neither is the airing out all of your business and processing publicly. And our job as consumers of people who interact with different types of media, it's our job to understand and discern what we're seeing. You don't know what's going on with them. You don't know anything about their life. You don't know anything about their struggles or the depth of their struggles and humanity. There's all sorts of stuff that you're not seeing. And as long as you have that in the back of your mind, like this is a multidimensional person, I promise you they're eating food and going to sleep and wiping their ass just like you. So I think we can achieve both here where we understand that Yeah, curating something on social media is great. Documenting things on social media, curating different aesthetics on social media, that's the fun of it. Like, we don't need to persecute that or make it a problem. And also having discernment and awareness that you are not all-knowing and all-seeing about everything that's going on, not to compare your entire life based on a freaking grid. And if you happen to find someone who is good at what they do and grounded in what they do, it's not perfection, it is practice and embodiment. And I truly believe that's what we all want. And the good news is there is absolutely no pressure to be perfect in order to be embodied or get really great at something or hone a skill. It is just practice, 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 practice until it becomes secondhand. That's really all this is. So I hope this has been helpful and insightful and perhaps given you a new perspective on all of this stuff. Don't be afraid to take feedback and just move on and apply it and see how that works for you and try, try, try again. All right, my friends, that is all for today. Make sure you send this to someone who needs it, that you check out the White Rabbit. We start on the 24th. So if you want to get in, if you're ready to learn and cultivate an epic relationship with time and use time for manifestation purposes, come play with me. It's going to be great. And that's all. Have a beautiful week. I will talk to you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye.